I'm Max. I'm Joe. And I'm Zan. And we're the Three Wanting Wishes. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and follow and give us a five-star rating. Also, please share this podcast to those who you think might enjoy our content. Welcome back, witches. We are here with you with another show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next few chapters. I did want to mention that I remembered while I was getting ready for this episode. The question was what villain we wanted to compare Amarantha with. <laughs> and I finally thought about it. And what's so funny is when you were talking about the Wizard of Oz and the monkeys, oh, uh-huh. I was thinking of Return to Oz. Do you remember that lady that she took off her head and she had all these different oh, heads? I don't. You don't remember? I, I, do, I do. I really that's that movie's kind of up your you know like it's yeah, kind of I watched it but I don't remember it. Oh, do you remember it's she no had way. like I think I don't know but she took off her head and she had like, so many different heads. She like, had a gallery. Yes, and so she reminded me of that because she's just, it's creepy. Like she's somewhat beautiful but creepy. Like a thousand personalities. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, we have a shout out today. I wanted to do before we get into our banter. A shout out to our Instagram follower, which is also a listener here on our show, Maya. And you can find her at Books, Wine, and I on Instagram. She wrote to us and let us know how great we are and that we were very funny. I want to cry. <laughs> Thank you, Maya, for your support. We appreciate you and everyone very, else. <laughs> very much. Plans this weekend, 4th of July. Oh, man. Wow. Well, before the 4th of July, uh, me and my husband are going to take a license to carry class. Texas. <clears throat> well, in Texas, you don't necessarily need that, but um, I guess my husband doesn't tr- trust me, so we're going to do that. <laughs> well, you do watch a lot of murder. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, Zan and I, we've shot guns, I guess mostly rifles, but um, we've shot handguns too. Our dad was a big hunter, so we always would go out target shooting with him but most of the time it was a rifle but towards the end he started buying handguns and we would shoot those too and i've come with arnold before so i mean maybe i'm not like a good marksman or something <laughs> but i can handle it i think he's Is probably telling here? me i'm a liar uh i don't know actually i'm just going with the flow <laughs> he's just taking me he might be taking me out to like murder me or something <laughs> you maggie any plans i don't well we might go to Cal Allen to the storage five below and stuff like that just to get mom out for a little bit. I wanted to see if I can head to the half price books because I'm a nerd like that. And I like to collect because I'm a hoarder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's about it. You? I, I have the whole weekend to myself mm-hmm. and it's going to be amazing all by myself for, I think, four days. What? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Where, gonna, where do I sign up? <laughs> I know. I'm going to, I'm like, I, I'm not going to know what to do. I'm, I'm going to read, probably. That's what I'm going to be doing and making TikToks and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I would love some time by myself. I, uh, with little ones, you don't even get to go to the toilet by yourself. Yeah. They, yes, they barge exactly. right in. They have like no sense of anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finally started telling Estella that I need privacy. And so she now understands that. <laughs> and walks out. She's so funny. Oh my gosh, you should tell uh, them the story that you told us earlier today when we were eating lunch. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do it to where it's embarrassing to her. So we were at the restaurant and I asked her something, why she hadn't done something. Uh, and she said, I had no time. I didn't have time to do it. I was getting ready for ballet. And I said, well, I think you should have done that anyway. And she tells me, I'd rather you not talk to me like that. (laughs) And I said, well, I'd rather you do this. And she once again said, I'd rather you not talk to me like that. Um, So she won. (laughs) And that's a five-year-old. Yes. Mm -hmm. Hanging around a lot of of snarky people Mm -hmm. like like her mother. All right. We put her drawings up on our Instagram. I'm scared of her too. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was about to start tar- taking pictures of the ones that had it work, but then I was like, you know, that's too much. <laughs> so let's uh, talk about our first bottle. And it is actually called Sweet Bitch. Thank you. Moscato Rosé. And it's a pink <laughs> bottle. It's really cute, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Do you guys want to get started? Yeah. 
Let's go. So last week we ended, Feyre had returned home and Nesta has revealed that she knows that Feyre was not at an aunt's house. She was in Perithian, right? Right. Okay. And the father's about to throw a ball for her and that's where we're going to pick up. So chapter 31, during the ball, Feyre stays by Nesta's side because she's able to scare off all the suitors who wanted to know more about her fortune. Feyre starts thinking of Tamlin and Prithian and starts to feel bad about leaving. She let Tamlin send her home. She didn't even tell Tamlin she loved him, and she remembers the bitter words Lucian said to her before she left. At the lunch table the following afternoon, Feyre's father announces he is thinking of purchasing the better land. It will be up for sale because none of the families survived. What? Which, that is very morbid. Isn't I did that? think that, yeah. I did think that, like... <laughs> Like a freaking vulture, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Ready to swoop in and get some goods. <clears throat> and that was because it was like, okay, later on they definitely say, oh, it happened the day before you got here. <laughs> so it's only been like a day or yeah. two. Yeah. So Feyre asks, what happened to the family? And Elaine answers that their house burned down and all had perished. Claire's body wasn't found. This all happened the day before Feyre returned to the human realm. Feyre repeats her name, Claire, better. Silently, she's hoping that this is just a coincidence because the alternative would mean that Resand took the name she had given and this was the result. Okay, but if it was you and I, and if it was like, okay, Claire, better, was like a neighbor down the street, (laughs) we would have all been like, it was Claire. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know my neighbor, so. (laughs) (laughs) It was a third neighbor to your right. (laughs) Go. Okay, so after her shock, she looks to Nesta and tells her that everything she said to her regarding Prithian must remain a secret. She must not speak her name to anyone. Feyre's father is so confused and asks what she is talking about. Feyre says she thinks something bad is happening in Prithian. Elaine and her father try to question further, but Nesta puts her hand up, silencing them, (laughs) which is really cool. Totally. Silence. (laughs) Of the land. (laughs) <laughs> so do you think at this point Fira's family is at risk for, for being related to her? Because Amarantha had already like attacked the betters. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do agree. They're definitely a pawn in this all. Don't you think that Reese is a narc? Well, he knew he, that she was lying. He's Amarantha's no, we bitch. Kn- we know that, but you know, he gave that name that she gave him. Yeah. So no, he knew it, it was. Yeah, he knew it yeah, was going to happen. But it was funny because yeah. he's still marking. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't care. Yeah. Okay. So Farrah goes on to instruct them to hire guards or scouts to watch the wall, the forest, and the village. At the first sign of danger, they are to get on a ship and go sail as far south as they can. Elaine and her father seem to be waking up from their glamour, and Nesta follows Farrah upstairs and guesses what had happened to the betters was meant to happen to their family. She knows Farrah gave a false name, and this is what happened. She asks Farah if there is going to be an invasion. And Farah answers Nesta saying she doesn't know what's happening. She was told of a kind of sickness that has made the Fae's power weaken and had damaged the safety of their borders. Tam and Lucian had mentioned it was surging again. It wasn't near them, but if the spring court is about to fall, then it's getting close. Tamlin was one of the last Fae keeping the other courts in check. She thinks he is in danger. She goes to her room, starting to take her gown off, and Nesta helps. Nesta tells her to not look back. They do not need her here. Their father had told her the same once before. Nesta lets her know that they can take care of themselves. Pharaoh's weapons up, and then she tells Nesta that the fairies can lie, and iron doesn't bother them at all. Only ash wood seems to work. She instructs her to take money and buy an entire grove for Elaine to attend. Nesta asks what Feyre could possibly do to help a High Lord since she's a mere human. Feyre says she doesn't know, but she has got to try. As her final farewell, Feyre tells her that there's a better world out there, and if she ever got the chance, if things are better and safer, she will find Nesta. Nesta tells her not to bother because she cannot go hang with fairies. (laughs) (laughs) She does ask Feyre to send word when she is safe. If it is ever safe, uh, she would leave Elaine and her father and try to find something better for herself as a woman with a fortune and a good name. 
And Feyre knows if given a chance, there was no limit to what Nessa might make of herself. Mm-hmm. So what do you think uh, would be a good op- occupation for Nesta in our world or the uh, Akatar world? Um, Whichever. In our world, a lawyer. I thought the same thing. A lawyer. First thing. She has that same attitude, demeanor, everything. Mm-hmm. Ruthlessness. Yep. Yeah. She would be either like the worst family divorce lawyer or like uh, one of those uh, corporate lawyers that like sues oh, yeah. um, families into the ground or something <laughs> like that. She'd sue her own when father. Make you feel real little <laughs> like, okay. Oh, and I was thinking, um, oh, she could like be the meanest librarian oh, ever Aww, or like a yeah. romance author, like dark, <laughs> dark romance. <laughs> She could probably be a bounty hunter. <laughs> she, she would. <laughs> That's hilarious. Sorry. I just thought of what's his name with the blonde hair. Uh, what, what is his oh, name? Oh, I just god. had it in my head. Oh my god. The dog, the bounty hunter. Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay, yes. How do we not? How do we not remember that? I don't know. It's like a, a weird version of Tamlin. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. So once Feyre makes it out, she's surprised to find Elaine has readied a horse and other supplies for her. She tells Feyre that she remembers now. Elaine gives a tearful goodbye. What do you think about Feyre's father and his lack of farewell? <clears throat> um, okay. <laughs> I, there is no proof of this, but I think uh, we don't know enough about Feyre's dad. Um, I feel like Papa Archeron has like some secrets, probably, that he's not like letting on about so like when he like disappears like conveniently in this part i'm like what the hell is he doing you know like he's not like oh he's not like that guy in the beginning where he was like real meek and like doesn't want to say anything to to rock the boat but like now he's like gone like he's planning something you know right that's what you think Uh, well i'm taking an afternoon nap no (laughs) resting his leg His he's janky got, leg. He's got a. He's got a. He's <laughs> Donald McDuck. What? Well, no, is it Donald? What's his name? Where he has the that room full of coins and he goes. Oh, Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Donald McDuck. I'm sorry. Don't be talking about Donald. 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 Out of touch. Okay, I'm sorry with my Disney. You have no business with characters. Disney. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. You know, he was like all like looking over the the rubies and whatever that she brought with her and. <laughs> Maggie's a diehard Mickey fan, so I am. Uh, she knows her Disney. Oh yeah, he's in there making snow angels. That was kid Mickey. Di- diamond <laughs> angels, <laughs> copper with 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 uh, favorite money, right? Yeah. <laughs> you have anything no, else? She was talking about his secrets, and the first thing that I don't know it's like I get these theme songs in my head every time I talk. What? <laughs> when she was talking about it. His secrets, the first thing that came to mind was uh, Unholy Songs of Smith. Oh, my God. I love that song. And uh, I really wish uh, Sam Smith had been playing ACL because I would have been all about that. But he's not. So Dude, that was a hopeful, right? Oh, God. That reminds me. There's a there's a part in this description that you, you have that I will bring up a certain song, too. Because it, like, it happens to me, too. I always think of like, oh. Mm-hmm. That's what happened when, like, you guys give yourselves, like, your own soundtrack and whatnot throughout the day, right? <laughs> it's also ADD. <clears throat> so, Feyre begins her journey north. She travels at least two days before an absolute silence falls. Her horse bucked and shook her head, even though there was nothing to be seen. Feyre dismounts and puts her hand out until she reaches and touches something not visible to the human eye. The wall. She travels along the wall, tapping it now and then to make sure she hadn't veered away. Uh, and two days later, she finds a gate. Why are you laughing? Do I talk funny? <laughs> no, it's just like to the window, <laughs> to the wall. Oh this my god! My... Sorry, I don't know what you to started do. it. That's not even the one I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's a gem. Damn it. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Wow, I'm gonna That's mute actually, y'all's mics. Okay. That was actually the song that got us to the podcast to begin with. I don't remember that. It was that night. I sang that song out of nowhere because we were drunk on wine. And then we started talking about a podcast and that's where, that's where, where all our best it. ideas happen. <laughs> <laughs> we're just a security camps. Right, right. Well, they were out of batteries at that point. Okay, so magic stings her nostrils and she enters a forest with an arrow at the ready. 
thinking of Tamlin and their reunion, and possible argument about her returning to Perithian, Feyre doesn't notice how silent the court is. The garden seems to be unmanicured. When she gets to the manor, she sees the doors are wide open. She runs into the house and calls for Tam. The hall is in ruin with tapestries in shreds, the marble banister fractured, and chandeliers broken on the ground. She once again calls for Tamlin, then Lucian, and then she drops her knees, realizing he and Lucian are gone. Our second bottle of the night is Maison <laughs> number nine. Kind of like love potion number nine, but in French. <laughs> it's a French rosé wine. And it pretty much had a good kick. That's why um, Xander's having a good time right now. Mm-hmm. And the bottle's beautiful. Oh, it is. It's nice. Uh, check it out on our um, Instagram. Okay. Chapter 32. After giving herself a minute, Feyre rises and sees shattered glass, wood, and blood. The blood is everywhere in small puddles and smears are down the walls. She realizes that there was a vicious fight but sees there are no bodies. Tamlin is still alive. She sees a trail that indicates Tamlin and Lucian walked out without a fight and headed toward the garden. Um, which this makes me like, like the, the hell? Like, is that like, like her spidey sense that she's <laughs> determining that? About that song she was talking about. No, <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I don't think we've gotten there yet. <laughs> or like um, the Mandalorian, where he can see the footsteps like in a heat, right? Like that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. He's like, this is where they went. They stopped to smell the roses, right? She's like, um, what's his name? That detective. Um, Sherlock Holmes? Sherlock Holmes, yes. (laughs) She deduced. Deduced the heck out of that scene. Okay. Feyre hears crunching of debris from down the hall and draws her hunting knife. She hides behind an open door and tries to keep quiet. She sees something limping into the room dressed in a plain cape. The figure sniffs, uh, able to smell her, and turns toward Feyre. Feyre calls out, Alice, surprised, with a hand on her heart. Um, Alice tells her she can't be here that was the what did you meow <laughs> I, I purred <laughs> tammy 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 i'll call you talent <laughs> oh my god okay Feyre interrupts and asks if talent is alive Alice answers, I'm fine. <laughs> she's all wobbly too, right? Like I know. She's gotten <laughs> She's like, I don't give a fuck about you. She's like, where's Tampon? Okay. <laughs> Alice answers that yes, he is alive. Lucian too. She's like, I don't care about that one. <laughs> but I do. Okay. Uh, Feyre asks Alice to tell her everything. Alice pull- pulls her through the halls to the kitchen. She asks, what are you doing here? Feyre answers that she had to come back. She thought something had gone wrong and she had to return to help. Alice tells her that Tam told her not to come back. Feyre asks where he is and Alice tells Feyre that she took him to her court under the mountain. When Alice tells Feyre it was Amarantha, Feyre asks what she is and urges Alice to just give her the truth. Or tell her the truth. Alice tells her that she cannot handle the truth. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm so dumb. (laughs) I second. (laughs) Alice tells her that she took him. For the uh, because of the curse, because seven times seven years were over, he hadn't shattered the curse. So she called all the high lords to to her court to watch her break him. Ew. Feyre is confused about the curse. Break him off. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what she means. Really, right. that dirty, mm-hmm. nasty. She wants everybody to see her goods. The bad kind of redhead. Yeah. Oh my god. Feyre is confused about the curse. Alice tells her Amarantha is high queen of this land, the high queen of Prithian. Confused again, Feyre says that Prithian is ruled equally by seven high lords. Like, look at her telling <laughs> Look at her telling Fey <laughs> where they live, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just like, no, that's not right. Like, <laughs> this is how it is over here. <laughs> 
Alice tells her that there is no High Queen. That's how it used to be, though, with uh, just the seven High Lords. But a hundred years ago, she appeared in these lands as emissary from Highburn. Pharaoh remembers that the serial had told her about the fairy king who resented the treaty. He had sent out his deadliest commanders to infiltrate the other king, uh, the other kingdoms and courts. Alice continues telling Pharaoh that Amarantha went from court to court, charming the high lords, making amends for her own actions and the actions of the king during the war. When Pharaoh asks if she fought in the war against mortals, Alice tells her that Amarantha's story is legend and nightmare. She was king of Highburn's most, most lethal general. She killed humans and any Hyphae who defended them. She had a sister, Clithia, which is also an STD in prison, <laughs> <laughs> who fought at her side and was just as vicious until she herself fell in love with a mortal named Jurian. Jurian was a commander of human armies. Clithia was too blind to see that Jurian was using her for information about Amarantha's army. Amarantha suspected this but could not convince her sister to leave him. Amarantha would not kill him because it would hurt her sister. Do you think that Amarantha is the older sister or the younger sister? <laughs> she's the older sister because the older sister... I'm just So kidding. definitely the older one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, she does give, like, older sister energy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I am the oldest sister, so, like, I would be absolutely pissed, you know? Mm -hmm. But anyway, I'm going to tell Arnold you don't like him. (laughs) (laughs) I will come for you. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Um, Yeah, so. But have you ever, like, I know that your siblings are really old. And <laughs> sorry if you're listening. Oh, I mean, yeah. like, much older than you, so you wouldn't have been able to give them advice. But mm-hmm. you'd have our us. You know, we we had each other um, going through high school and whatnot. Like, do you recall ever telling somebody um, like you needed to dump a guy and they didn't listen to you? Or do you ever remember being told that? Yeah, Maggie. You know, <laughs> my brother may be ten years older than me, but. He acts like he's my age. So I have told him a few times because he was a little little old man. Like Lucian? Oh, no. No, ma'am. Oh, no. Now every time you think about Lucian, I'm going to think about your brother. No. No, absolutely not. No. Lucian is is my baby. So, yeah. I would have to say maybe we didn't voice it, but... We wanted you to dump yeah. your boyfriend in high school, for sure. A lot of them. And, <laughs> and uh, our, our uh, fourth Likewise, uh, invisible Julia. witch. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I, know, I, I already know. I can call them out right now. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, but like uh, somebody, uh, our fourth witch. We'll call her the wine winch. Her wine winch, who is no longer here. <laughs> She's fired. Uh, <laughs> she, I, I, she had a couple that you know we didn't agree with, so. After getting the information he needed, Jurian tortured and butchered Clithia, crucifying her with ashwood so she couldn't move through the entire ordeal. He then left pieces of her for Amarantha to find. Her king had ordered Amarantha to stand down. However, they eventually had their final confrontation, and Amarantha has hated humans since then. After the treaty was signed, she butchered her own slaves rather than set them free. I know. I know. But the High Lords believed she had changed. She opened trade lines between between Prithian and Highburn. She would send her forces over to Prithian in the same ships that brought over Highburnian goods. The king didn't know either. Her ultimate plan was to make Prithian her own and destroy the human world. And this all occurred 49 years ago. Amarantha waited until the High Lords trusted her gathered at a ball in her honor, and slipped a potion into their wine. With this potion, she was able to take the magic of the High Lords, leaving them with only the basest elements of their magic. With their magic diminished, Amarantha was able to seize control of Prithian. For the last 49 years, they have been her slaves. She's been waiting for the right moment to break the treaty and take the human lands. Now, she's called the Deceiver. 
She's built her palace beneath the sacred mountain in the heart of their land. Feyre starts to ask about the blight, the sickness in the lands. Alice says, she is the sickness. Like, dude, Feyre. Like, do we have to spell it out for you? Hello. Girl. Girl. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she is 19, so. She sent her creatures to attack their lands to test the strength that Tamlin had left. Feyre realizes she, Amarantha, is the threat to the human realm. Alice then tells Feyre she meaning Pharaoh, could have been the one to stop her, to free Tamlin and his power, but she was too blind to her own heart. Alice informs her that Tamlin couldn't tell her as part of the curse. Confused, Pharaoh asks what the curse it was. She needs it spelled out. Uh, while Tamlin was a young fae, his father, he was a young fae, he was a child. His father and the king of Hybern had been close. This is when Amarantha and Tamlin first met. When they first met, Tamlin was a kid. A little kid. Ew. 500 years ago? Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, Amarantha grew to desire him, to lust for him. That's gross. Anyway, but because of the stories he heard of her in the war, he kept his distance until the night she stole his power. So are you saying, like, she's about 100 years older than him, at least, or something? Like, she was an adult and he was an, a baby? Right? So, so like, a lot of the fandom full-on believes that Amarantha, well, like, a lot of them, believe that Amarantha was, like, basically grooming him. Ew. Yeah, like that kind of, like, Like, low. he's grooming favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, jo- you know, you joke, but hey, that's how he, you know, that's... That was his experience, I guess. I don't know. Um, So this brings us to our first question for this chapter. What is it about Tamlin that Amarantha is is so obsessed over? She's going to be disappointed (laughs) the one minute. Um, Maggie, it wasn't even a minute. I'm just kidding. I really don't know. According to to the dramatized version, it was like exactly 45.6 seconds. I'm just kidding. I didn't actually look, Maggie. Don't choke. Don't choke on your wine, dude. Do you you need a hip thrust? (laughs) Hip thrust? (laughs) I need a hip thrust. (laughs) What what is it called? Your work, they don't call it the Heimlich anymore. Isn't it called like some sort of thrust? No, no. The pelvic thrust. There you go. (laughs) No, that's a freaking song from the Rocky Horror. But they don't call it the Heimlich anymore because I went through the training too and they stopped calling it the Heimlich. They called it some sort of thrust. Yeah. Oh, Uh, I don't know. I'm not making that up, dude. (laughs) I remember these things. Uh I work in the mental health field. So, yeah, we have to have CPR training and all that stuff. But I believe they still call it the Heimlich maneuver. No, it's called abdominal thrust. Oh, abdominal thrust. See, okay. See, see. (laughs) See, that's not. Dr. Google told me (laughs) that it is called an abdominal thrust. And that's what they told me when I went to. I did go work with my sister for about. Maybe a year and a half, and I went through the same training as her. Apparently, I know better, and she still works there. <laughs> no. Abdominal thrust sounds like a either like a, a crunch. <laughs> well, it sounds like those those people like those people like you ever, have you ever seen those TikToks where they're like basically thrusting into the air with a big old barbell across their <laughs> their lap? Oh yeah 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 for like glutes and stuff yeah. or whatever. That's what I think of. And then the other thing that I think of, we were reading about, so. <laughs> I'm not dirty. Cochina. Okay. There you go, Arnold. Amazing. Do it for Arnold. Cochina. Be quiet. Be quiet. Anyway, I think that's so gross that she, like, fell in love with him and she was, like, around him as a it's child. Like, um, Al Pacino and his 28-year-old wife that just <gasps> had a baby. No, <laughs> that's Gross. You know what it also reminds me of? Because, you know, we have to have at least one reminder. <laughs> Twilight? Yes! <laughs> Freaking Jacob. Like, gross, dude. Like, that would not Oh, have... her daughter and Jacob? Yes! Oh, yeah. You're talking about Edward and Bella. I know, because no, he's wait. many years older than her, yeah. even though he's like 17 uh, forever. Yeah, that would not... Actually... That does not age well, yeah. I don't think. This <laughs> Well, he peed on her, so, you know. Huh? Jacob. 
Didn't he mark her? Who? The baby? No. They did an imprint. He did imprint. not. They oh imprinted. He didn't pee on her. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Did I miss a chapter? <laughs> oh, did you read Twilight? I didn't know you read Twilight. I did. <gasps> oh, I didn't know that. They were cool. your books. I borrowed them. And I read them, <laughs> and I read them in like four days. <laughs> oh, that's a fucking day, damn. I, uh, I don't even know where my books are. Do you have them? <laughs> no. Okay. Lies. Liar. <laughs> You know what I bet you you would maybe like I'm not sure actually if you would like it. You read Harry Harry Potter, right? Uh-huh. I sure did. You would like the is it is it Dremione, Drem, Dremione? Hermione? With Draco Hermione. What's that what's that one uh fan fiction? Like uh, Oh manacled. Like there's a huge following for that. They love that uh fan fiction. But I uh so for Hermione and Draco to be together? Yeah. Well, I know that uh, the actors themselves are very close. Are they? Yes. Still? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, they live in the nearby area, right? Because I know that everybody wants them to like get together, but I think he has somebody already or whatever. But because they have gotten along together since since the start of their filming Harry Potter series, they were very close to one another. Mm. Oh, that's cool. That's probably why that f- fiction is so... She could... She ended up with Ron, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my it's God. It's been so long. So Arnold and I, they had a uh, marathon of all the movies this past, I don't know if it was Saturday or Sunday, whatever. Uh, and so we watched all of them. <laughs> Seven of them. <laughs> all. Uh, no, I think there's eight because it's last one's in two parts. Oh, mm. damn. So we watched them all. And the last one, you know how they have like the epilogue. They show Ron. He's got a big bit of a punza going on. Oh, crap. Um, hmm. Y'all should have included uh, what is it, Mystical Beasts. I know. They they um, actually advertised that it was in a play, I think, but it didn't play after like the seventh one. So I don't know if it, it started mm. with that one or what. But Arnold and I, I, I lie. We didn't watch every single one. We just watched like five. Oh. <laughs> Only. <laughs> you know who's in the last two movies of that series? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I forgot who. Donald Gleason. He's, uh, he's Bill. Oh, God. Right? Yeah, I think that's... Is that his name? I don't know. The dragon tamer, right? Like the brother who's the oldest? Yeah. I don't I even know what, if that's his actual occupation. I'm just saying that. Then he works with dragons, right? I, I don't so. know. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> he looks cute. That's okay. all I know. Let's get back to the chapter. All right. All right. So Lucian was sent over to try and work on peace between their courts. When she refused, snarky Lucian told her to go back to the shitholes she crawled out of. She then took his eye, somehow making him cooler, by the way, uh, as punishment. She carved it out with her own fingernail and sent it back to the High Lord. Well, how do you, what shape do you think her fingernails are? <laughs> like bugles? Coffin nails, obviously. Oh, are you sure? Because they have the stilettos now. Mm, maybe stilettos, yeah. Yeah, I think so too. That would hurt. Yeah. After all this, she hosted a masquerade for herself under the mountain, and all courts were invited. The entire spring court was to attend and wear masks in honor of Tamlin's shape-shifting powers. When all had assembled, she claimed peace could be had if Tamlin joined her as her lover. Tamlin would not let her near him. He told Amarantha in front of all who attended that he would sooner take a human to his bed, marry that human, than ever touch her. And of course, this brings up the memory of Jurian. When Amarantha gave Tamlin one more chance to break the spell, he spat in her face. She then told him he had seven times seven years before he had to join her under the mountain. <laughs> she's like, there's just, there's just one thing I need to know, and that's if you can do math, Tamlin. <laughs> exactly, right? Why, why can't you just say 49? Right. In order to break the curse, he had to find a human girl willing to marry him. However, she had to be a human with ice in her heart, with hatred for their kind, someone willing to kill a fairy, one of his men. She could only be brought to this side to be courted if she killed one of his men in an unprovoked attack. This had to be just like Jurian's killing of Clithia so that Tamlin could feel the same again, as, you know, the same pain. So, why do you think Amarantha even gave Tamlin a chance to break the curse? 
I think she was just toying with him. Yeah. Like, it was a game to her. And she wants him to see, like, what she could do to him and like whatnot. She'd like to watch him struggle. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. That's what I was going to say, too. That's 49 years, dude. I know. Mm-hmm. She, like, li- she likes to chase. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's so weird. Anyway, unless she was, like, having a perfectly good time with Reese, you know? Gross, but still. Essaying him, you know, under the mountain this whole time. So, Ferris starts to think of Andrus, the fairy she killed. Andrus let her kill him. Alice goes on to tell her the curse would be broken if the girl told Tam to his face that she had loved him and meant it with her entire heart. Because humans are so preoccupied with beauty, it would be nearly impossible with the masks stuck in place. So that was part of Amarantha's plan. The next part of the curse was to bind them so that they could not say a word about it. So Alice not being able to say anything to her while she was living there. But now Alice is somewhat able to tell her about all of this. And it just kind of means that Amarantha, you know, doesn't care, Mm -hmm. doesn't think that it's important anymore. So like the game is over. For the first two years of the curse, Tamlin had sent one of his men across the wall disguised as wolves. However, some came back talking about human females who ran and screamed, and other fae who did not return were hunted and killed by others, possibly human hunters. After all but a dozen of them were left, Tamlin called it off. He's been defending his borders since. Other high lords fought back too. She even executed three of them for banding together against her. So day, summer, and winter court high lords. After Amarantha butchered the rebellious high lords, their successors were too terrified to tempt her wrath again. Amarantha keeps all the high lords and their courts under the mountain, where she torments them as she pleases. Only those who swear allegiance to her and grovel and serve are allowed to come and go as they will. The spring court was the only court allowed to remain here until the end of Tam's curse. So, Feyre asks if that is why Alice keeps her nephews away from here, and she says yes. She fled the summer court after her sister was put down and went to the spring court. I hate that. Well, like, she says that she was put down. Yeah, but like that's not the first time it's been said, so is that, is that what know. they consider like normal talk? I guess yeah. so. Tamlin helped her hide the nephews and gave her a position in her manor, Alice tells Pharaoh Tamlin tried to find ways to break the curse. He thought bringing a human here to free him was another form of slavery. And he knew if the human happened to love him, Amarantha would do everything she could to destroy her. He spent decades refusing to send anyone through the wall until this past winter. Three days in, Andrus ran into Pharaoh. Alice tells her once again that she could have broken the curse. His power could have been freed. Stupid, stupid girl. Oh, my God. Freaking. I got so mad at this part because mm-hmm. Alice, I'm like, dude, she didn't know, dude. Okay, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Feyre thinks to herself that this must be why Lucian resented her but tolerated her presence. Feyre tells Alice she's sorry. She tells Feyre to tell that to Tamlin. Okay, Alice. You know, like. Chill. Chill with the damn. dude. Amarantha came to collect Tamlin as soon as the time was up. She took him and the rest of the spring court to under the mountain. Feyre asks about the king of Hybern if he sees her as an insubordinate or as an ally. And Alice tells her that he has made no move to punish her. And now all the wicked ones in their lands have flocked to her. They all know she is building an army and biding her time until she can attack the human realm. Feyre says that if no fairies can cross the wall without her permission, all the attacks on humans have been sanctioned by Amarantha. Whatever happened with Claire Better had definitely been ordered by Amarantha. Um, Duh. Right. So Feyre starts to feel sorry about all that. Uh, Tamlin had to endure, had to put his court through just to let her leave. She asks if Tamlin would be able to destroy Amarantha if, he had all of his powers back, and she says she doesn't know. Oh, you don't know, Alice? You don't know? <laughs> but Feyre should have known. Stupid, stupid Alice. Stupid, stupid <laughs> Alice. Ugh, the audacity. Anyway, <laughs> she says she says magic's a specific kind of thing. Oh, really, Alice? Okay. Somebody's angry over here. I'm I know. Just, I was really annoyed at this part, because I'm like, so look, heated. lady, like, excuse me. 
you know what? Go live in the human lands. I promise you. (laughs) You will not figure it out. So she says that magic is a specific kind of thing. It likes rules and she manipulated them too well. She keeps their powers locked up inside of herself, but she can't use them. She can't use the powers for herself. Feyre asks if Tamlin is stronger, and Alice says, he's a high lord, but that means little now because he is her slave, and they have to keep their masks until he agrees to be her lover. Disgusting. I know. (laughs) Even then, he won't have his full power, and she will still keep hold of all who are under the mountain. If Tamlin would agree to be her lover, do you think that this would have satisfied Amarantha at the end of the day? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either because he had already spat in her face Mm -hmm. or whatnot. And he already disrespected her, you know. If she accepted him, I think that that would make her seem like she was weak and like not as ruthless as, you know, Mm -hmm. her reputation was, you know. She would ruin her reputation for being evil. Mm -hmm. I I full on believe that she would not have been sat- like I don't think she would be satisfied. I think she would still have definitely I would have like okay, but I I mean I wouldn't be her, but I would have been like you didn't want me. Like wait a minute, you didn't want me. Yeah. <laughs> but furthermore, like once she did have him, like would she just not tire of him? Like I don't know. She seems like a fickle kind of person. Anyway, Faye, whatever. Well, I don't know because he's like 500 years old <laughs> and she's wanted him since he was a baby. <laughs> so gross. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> And then um, she would have just, you know, gone on to slaughter humans and eventually she would have gone to war with Hybern and, you know, try to take over the whole place. Probably. I think uh, that what she ultimately wants is just power, right? That's what she wants. Yeah. It's just, she, Tamlin is just like a side story. Like yeah. Her. It's because Tamlin said he didn't want her. Yeah. Right? She wants something that she can't have. Like, exactly. Yeah. Probably. Would you have been happy to have him want you after all the, these years? Let, let's say that you're like totally infatuated with some guy, random or girl or yeah, they, and then they finally are after you. Like they're finally interested, right? And you've been pining for them for years and they've totally like rebuffed all of your... T- your Hello, Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> I've loved him since I was 15 and it took me until like 31 for him to marry me. <laughs> but yeah, no, if it was like, if I was Amarantha and he would be like, I want you now, I'd be like, shoot, I don't think so, buddy. So there's a, another conspiracy theory that is like going around like Akatar talk, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that is that there's like a conspiracy that Tamlin and Amarantha were actually mates. Ew. I know. I know, right? It's so gross. But he was a child. Anyway, oh. still. So a whole Jacob and a, what was her name? Renesmee. Renesmee. Yeah. Good Lord. Disgusting. Worst name. Okay. I'm just kidding. That, that is the worst name. I thought that was the dumbest name. I know. <laughs> I know. But okay. So. She should have had a cool name. You yeah. can't tell me that there are probably kids Right now, they're like 11 years old. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that are named Renesmee. Oh, but then like how many kids are going to be named Cassian and like <laughs> I don't know, Zandra, are you pregnant? Right. Just kidding. No, I'm not. <laughs> so Zan would totally do it. I mean, that, name her kid. I would totally name mine Rizan. Yeah, if you were, if I was ew, with Rizan. Oh, no, because then you'd be like, oh, I love Rizan. He's so hot. And Rizan like, it's your second. son. That's disgusting. Oh, oh, that's true. Oh, my God. That is true. Right. So, Rizan. Rizan beans. Oh, my God. Can you imagine that? I think I just saw a TikTok of, of some 20-something-year-old guy who goes up to his mom. So, like, what's it like when you call out? Dad's name. When, do you ever think that it's my name also? And she's oh, like, oh. Gross. That is disgusting. I know. She's like, Nasty. oh, my God, no. Well, and also, like, why would a kid even say that to their mama? So gross. <laughs> Probably yeah. for views. Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, I get that. But, like, that means he's pictured his mom and dad Ooh. doing it. Oh. Oh. No. Nasty. No gracias. Mm-mm. I think ours did totally artificial insemination absolutely uh, test to the babies. show okay Feyre asks how she gets there alice says that she can't go because no human ever comes out 
Pharaoh once again demands to know how to get there, and Alice tells her that she is too blind to see Tamlin's curse. How does she expect to face Amarantha? She tells Pharaoh to go home. This is what fate has dealt. And Pharaoh tells Alice that she doesn't believe in fate, nor does she believe in the ridiculous cauldron. <laughs> what the hell is that? That was a maniacal laugh. Uh, <laughs> that was a rosé. Uh, yeah. Once again, she tells Alice, take me to her. And Alice says, as you wish. So you just have to ask Alice three times and then she'll just let, <laughs> let you do whatever you want. Our third bottle is Porch Swing Sweet Red Reserve. Okay, chapter 33. Favorite goes through the manor, collecting what weapon she can. A full quiver, two daggers, and a bow over a shoulder. Alice leads Favorite through the silent woods and foothills. In the silence, Favorite laments if she had stayed, if she had admitted what she felt. None of this would have happened. I'm sorry. Was that you? Yeah. Did you purr? <laughs> I believe that was like a frog <laughs> sound. Sorry. As she starts to think if she should have brought more than a day's worth of food, Alice stops in the hollow between two hills. There is a slender cave mouth there, and Baber thinks this couldn't possibly be the entrance. It was supposed to be in the center of Prithian, which would have taken weeks to travel. Alice tells her all dark and miserable roads lead under the mountain. She tells Feyre it is an ancient shortcut. This was the cave Lucian had ordered the adder to not use. Alice asks if she is regretting her decision, and Feyre answers that she will free him. Alice tells Feyre she'd be lucky if Amarantha offered her a clean death. Alice gives her a few rules. Don't drink the wine. Don't make deals unless your life depends on it. And most of all, don't trust a soul in there, not even Tamlin. Her senses will be waiting to betray her. So, would you have been able to follow these rules? Okay. I already know y'all's answer. Yeah, we all know that we're going to fail that first one. <laughs> don't drink the wine. Mm -hmm. There mm -hmm. we go. <laughs> but I had to empty my glass. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. And don't enter into deals, you know. I, the second I see that dark lord... Come into my cell, I would be like, I will go with you all the weeks <laughs> if you heal me. You want me to what? Okay. <laughs> so Alice tells her there is one part or one more part of the curse, but she cannot tell her. She has to figure it out on her own. Keep her ears open and listen to what she hears. Yeah, thanks for nothing, Alice. Dude, you're hating on Alice big time. I'm, I'm mad at Alice. She's like so Miss Sassy Pants. Dude, but she braided her hair and stuff. The worst godmother ever. Her freaking Fair ears godmother. are burning right now. I know, her pointy little ears. <laughs> She's okay. She's all right. So Faber says she will and thanks Alice for bringing her. Favorite tells Alice if she gets to her nephews and wants to flee to cross the wall to find her family and ask for Nesta. Oh, my God. And Alice answers with, stay alive. Sorry. Nesta. Okay. I would, uh, I get the song, but what was that sound afterwards? I believe that's the sound of a... The deflating balloon. <laughs> so as Favor enters the cave, the only sounds are her shallow breathing and her steps on the stone. She finally sees a crack of orange light and hears voices. She creeps forward and finds a fire-lit subterranean passageway through a slight fissure in the rock. So she squeezes through the tiny opening... She sees another hallway carved out of the mountain without shadowy spots for concealment. But the halls were silent. The voices she heard earlier were gone. She tries to slip around the corner and long, bony fingers wrap around her arm. A leathery gray face comes into view and it says, Hello, what's something like you doing here? And Pharaoh realizes she's standing before the adder. I'm not going to lie, when I read that part, I got excited because I thought it was the cereal. Hmm. Like it was going to help her? Yeah. Yeah. That fool's a chicken. <laughs> he ain't going nowhere. You love, he's a chicken lover. He like, loves, <laughs> he loves that, chi that chicken that she brought him. <laughs> oh, my God. You're so funny. Well, he did. Like, they were like, oh, you know, you could have just gotten me a cloak. But 
baby, that chicken worked, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so any thoughts? I'm really excited for the next few chapters. Me too. I know. I'm already working Finally. on the next couple and um, it's really, it gets really exciting there. It's, oh, it's quite long, but it's, it's good. Yeah. The villain comes in mm-hmm. to play. Mm-hmm. She does make things more interesting, even though you, like, you're supposed to hate her. She's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's going to be fun because um, like the last, like what's 100, 150 pages, there's always like in all of the Sarah J. Mass books, they're always like extremely like the plot, the plot is like plotting and like, <laughs> 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 it, it starts moving fast and just like a lot happens. Like I think the one, the book, because we've all read the, mm-hmm. the whole series, the one that I was literally like. I had to like take a little bit of a break to kind of think about what I just read. Like the the Wings of Ruin, that one was like intense. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was the fourth one. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> just kidding. That one I did. Yeah, I read that one a couple of times. <laughs> Why do I believe it? I, certain sections. <laughs> she has oh, highlighted the Christmas special one. Yeah. No, although that one does have really good. That's what I said. Um, yeah, the fourth, the fourth book. one. Oh no, no, no! The fifth one. The, I said the fourth one, the Christmas special, I mean, and you're like, yes, the- I read it like ten times. No, not that one. Not that one. Sure. I mean, Silver sure. Flames. Sure. The one with Cassian. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I love me some Cassian. I love me Cassian. He's so funny. Um, so I do want to give a quick shout out to Armadillo Liquor in our hometown. They did uh, provide me with all these. They didn't provide me. I purchased them, uh, the bottles, but they had uh, more variety than I thought would be available in our small town. So, you know. Yeah. So, quick vote. Hmm. Of the three wines that we tried today. That one's good. Which is a good little kick, but it has flavor to it. Yeah. I do like the porch swing one. I think that one's my vote. I think so, too, which surprises me because I was kind of scared of that one. I think I'm going to go with the sweet bitch. That's because you're a sweet bitch. Yeah, baby. So any questions, comments can be sent to our email. at um, It's going to be threewhinywitches at gmail.com. We can be followed on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And you can find us at threewhinywitches. Please, um, if you have any feedback to provide us, you know, let us know. Send us a DM and just, you know, give us. We're open to any feedback, constructive. You know, be nice, of course, because I will cry. She's a crier. I cry when I'm happy, when I'm sad. When she's angry. Angry. Hungry. Constipated. (laughs) Constipated. Usually, yeah, I think. That would probably make you cry. It would, yeah. Watery bowels. Watery bowels make me cry. (laughs) Um, I believe that is coming up soon. Very Ah. soon. Very soon. Um, Spoiler alert. There's watery bowels. (laughs) Bowels. I thought she was talking about her. Watery bowels. Spoiler alert. I have watery bowels right now. Oh. oh. Just kidding. Okay. But yeah, any feedback, uh, any uh, messages, any kind of recommendation for a wine that we should try, uh, please let us know. Um, Any kind of feedback would be wonderful. Anything uh, that you particularly noticed yourself in the books, you know, that you would like to be brought up, we will definitely read whatever you send us and credit you by saying who it was that sent us the message. All right. Until next time. See you later, witches.